Hey, just wanted to give you guys a heads up. We are going to be talking about spoilers in this episode. So you haven't, if you haven't seen any of the movies that we're talking about today, uh, go back and watch them and then come back and listen to our thoughts. Hello, I'm Ryan. You're listening to the Border Buds Podcast, where we talk about a wide range of topics, mostly centering around movies that we watch. Make sure to follow our Letterboxd profiles to stay up to date on our discussions each episode. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Border Buds Podcast, where we talk about movies, music, food, and whatever the heck we want. I hate that. (laughs) Why? Why not? That was so horrible. That was awesome. Well, what have you been up to, Ben, since we last recorded? (laughs) Well, you know, lots, lots, lots. Some sleeping, some food. Yeah. Some some washing of dishes. We recorded the last two episodes back to back because, you know life we had a lot of catching Dude, up we got well we got time right now so we got time day off today new holiday so we gotta yeah. take advantage yeah of the fact that we both aren't doing anything on the same day fire it doesn't happen often ben uh what have you been listening to this week oh what i've been listening to um let's see okay let me just look at my my things i've been listening to I've been, uh, hmm. Hmm. I don't know if this is how you pronounce it, but like Voces 8, I listen to them and they're like a, they're like a choir, like, and like, a choir, like it's so like ethereal. I don't know if that's, I think that's the right word, ethereal and just like heavenly. And I love their music and they came out with uh, a new album called Infinity, uh, maybe like a couple weeks ago. And man, I've just been, or no, JK, uh end of august it, it oh. came out but um well time time goes fast time goes fast and uh i've just been playing the heck out of this album i love it nice um so i've been listening to that been listening to some citizens they they came out with uh oh yeah the joy of being together live album what was um, the song that you showed me from that record the other day um in tenderness yeah no okay that from their for the live album yeah i really liked that good song um has has some vibes uh what was that song that we were talking about that it was uh hide and, hide and seek, seek by yeah imogen heap like that's like all i was thinking of when i yeah. was listening to this song no it's um, very it sounds very similar mm-hmm. um anyways go listen to some citizens they've got some really good stuff um i've got uh there i guess andy minio is releasing his neverland 2 album tonight so i'm i've been hyped for that because it was supposed to come out a couple weeks ago but he had some like copyright issues so he couldn't release it hmm. um so it sounds like he's like ironed out all those issues and uh should be coming out at uh 9 p.m our time tonight so that's exciting so if you were to recommend one of those albums to your uh to well your i haven't listeners. listened to neverland 2 yet but i'm saying you should go listen to it because it's gonna be straight fire what if it's not? What if it's terrible? It's going to be straight fire. Okay. Nice. I'm just putting all my chips on the line here. Yeah. Um. Right. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So those are like, uh, I don't know. Those are just like three albums that come to mind. Um. I would recommend all of them. Those are just all great listens, depending on uh, what you like. Wonderful. Rap or, uh, I don't know, alternative Christian rock, maybe is what that would be called. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or like choir music is it is that first album that you're talking about like just choir like that's all it is pretty much like there's like some singing it's like it's like modern like choir like i don't know how to explain it you kind of have to go listen well, it came out to... in august it's pretty modern well yeah but it's not like old school yeah, I know right true. it's yeah. like there's like effects and stuff it's really cool okay anyways those are like three of my uh, bullet points for things i've been listening to cool yeah what, what about um, you ryan yeah, I well, I just picked up some new records for the old uh, yes, you did the old record player. So the other cool! Day. So yeah, cool. I I haven't bought any uh, new any new vinyl LPs in a while, so I updated my collection with like five or uh, I think six new records, um, which was pretty exciting. 
two two of the ones that I've been on um, pretty frequent rotation are uh, uh, "Wish You Were Here" by Pink Floyd, which I got an original pressing of. Um, so cool, still in its original plastic. Crazy. Wrap. So it had it, never been opened. Um, it had a little bit, like just it enough so that oh, the disc okay. could come out. Um, okay, so it but, had like, been played. It wasn't was still a brand on new. to the point where I had to like actually tear it off. Like I couldn't just wait. So it, it hadn't been played. Or no, it had, it had been. Played. It had been. Played. It was a used record. It's it's extremely hard to find an unopened nineteen. I just I just I guess so. when I hear that I had to take the plastic off, it just sounds like it was like never played before. Like somebody so. tore the plastic right where the slit, um, where the disc comes out. So you could just slide it. it out. Yeah, exactly. So you could slide the disc out, but you mm. actually had to try to pull off the plastic. So oh, okay, was, okay. But it's like the tight plastic wrap, so it, right. like, it had clearly never been pulled all the way off before. So that was, um, right. I've been listening to that. That's a fantastic album, uh, Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Um, yeah, we were listening to that last night. Yeah, what did you think from it's your good, I love first it. impressions? I like Pink, Pink Floyd, like, yeah. based on like what I've heard. They have a lot of music. Yeah. Not all, Not all of it's good, but... The I have I own the Dark Side of the Moon as well on mm-hmm. vinyl, and that one is, um, it's pretty say. spacey and just like chill music. Like I, I love it. Yeah, and it goes hard too. There's some songs mm-hmm. that just go absolutely hard. Like mm-hmm. um, Welcome to the Machine, uh, is this crazy like droning kind of futuristic, psychedelic, yeah, synth wavy song about the evil nature of the music industry it's really compelling like the whole album Evil. is a cons- what what was that it's a little red, okay, red dude from the from the league of super evil what e- oh. okay no stop <laughs> uh anyways go listen to the album it's really good uh that's what i've been listening to and also uh another one that i picked up was punisher by phoebe bridgers uh i don't know if she Any sounds like this of... when she sings, like she's clenching her teeth. She still has a good voice, but she just sounds like she's clenching her teeth when she sings. <laughs> what? I don't know, but... Uh... I'm just putting in my two cents. And it's a great album. Um, I, Yeah, there's it not is a lot good. I can say about it. It's just wonderful, beautiful singer, songwriter, music. You looked like you wanted uh, to punch me there. No, it was... Oh, this is so gonna be so horrible to listen to. <laughs> uh yeah. Anyways, I'd recommend both of those albums easily. Uh, both ten out of tens, in my opinion. Wow. High ratings. Yep. Cool. Cool. Should we uh get into our first movie? Yeah. What you want to introduce it? Oh boy. So Ryan forced me to watch this movie against my will. Against your will. Against my will. You agreed to it. Yeah, I did. But you, you were heavily recommending it. Yeah. This was the night after we watched The Party, I yes, believe. Yes, And uh, so now it was Ryan's turn to suggest a bad movie, I guess. Um, the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou? Zissou. Zissou. Zissou, I think. The the Life Aquatic Zissou. with Steve Zissou. 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 Um can't remember how to pronounce it directed by wes the one anderson. and only wes anderson um which okay a little bit of uh a little bit of context surrounding this i was really I had been wanting to see the life aquatic for quite some time because i am a huge prior up until this point i was a huge wes anderson fan <laughs> and i was like this man can do no wrong because uh the movies i had seen by him were grand buddha's pest hotel uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox and uh, Moonrise Kingdom, and Moonrise Kingdom I really liked, but Grand Budapest Hotel and Fantastic Mr. Fox are both in my top four movies of all time, which is insane on Letterboxd. So I have two out of my four top movies of all time are directed by Wes Anderson. So I was really excited for this one, and this is a movie that came out in two thousand four, but. Uh, and was negatively critically received at the time of its release, but since then it's really kind of garnered a um, a critical reevaluation in recent years, and people have really started to love it. What's its uh, uh, average score on Letterbox? Three point eight. Yeah, so, so that's very high. Three point eight is a high score on Letterbox. Very high. It doesn't sound high when we say it, but it 
three point eight out of five. Average out of everybody's score, it's uh, that's pretty high. Yeah. So, I'm just gonna say I hated this film. What? So what did you hate about it? Like um, what really did it for you? It. I like I don't sleep when I watch movies, and like I was falling asleep in this movie. So like that's one big like thing for me it's like if i'm sleeping like that's that's pretty bad um i was i was bored out of my mind um i i didn't understand the story i was like what is the story here is there a story or yeah i was just confused the whole time um i don't know what the message was in the movie um this movie features uh, Bill Murray, Owen Wilson, Kate Blanchett, William Defoe. So just some of the names. So like pretty big casting, and I was like expecting something a little more interesting than what we got. Um, but the movie is pretty much just Bill Murray being a jerk the whole time. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. Like you gotta, you gotta fill me in here because I was just like so confused well, the whole time. Well, I okay. Spoiler alert! I also disliked this movie. I gave it a two. What did you? You gave it half a star. Half a star. <laughs> it's my. It's my. Uh, the second from the bottom in my all-time watch okay, list. So just ahead of Batman versus Superman because that movie was. That's terrible. your least favorite movie. That's of my all time. least favorite movie of oh all time. But this is just right above that one. So okay, okay. Um. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. This movie half a star. Like I think I give it two stars, which (laughs) which means I seriously also disliked it. But like there is artistic merit in this movie way more so than a lot of movies I know you've seen. But that doesn't mean it's a good movie. It means that, like, there's something... Okay, what I did like about this movie... What I did like about this movie was the blue (laughs) color palette and the orange toque. See, so... That's that's literally it. That's not what I watch a movie for, though. When I give a movie half a star, it means there was nothing redeeming about it whatsoever. And there is nothing for me. You said you liked the color blue in it. Yeah, but that's... That doesn't. Mean that's one it. thing that you liked. When I give a movie, a, I reserve my half star rating for movies. There is nothing I appreciate about it. I can find. I give movies a half a star. Dude, if if that's if, the lowest if you can all go. All I can say about a movie is that I liked the color blue in it. You didn't think Willem that Dafoe had awful even movie. remotely good acting in it? Not really. Dude, it's Willem Dafoe. No. He's never had a bad. Well, okay, okay. yeah, he's William Dafoe. <laughs> he yeah. If there's a high point in this movie, it was William <laughs> Dafoe. But like. It was bad. It was terrible. I had ne- like I'm. I don't get bored when I watch movies, and like I was so bored out of my mind. There, you've never been bored by another movie. Not like this. Oh my, bro! If I'm sleeping, like that's a big deal. I'm gonna for have me. to hard. Dis- I, dude, I do not sleep during movies. Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, it just depends on how how tired I am, and it's a combination of how late it is, how tired I already am, and how interesting the movie is to me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but this man, a half a star. Yeah, dude. Dude, I, there are so many movies that are so much worse than this no, one. No, no. Okay. Well, okay. An- another reason for me why I didn't like this movie is like, I don't, I don't watch a movie to like feel like I'm like at like a live uh, theatrical performance. Like when I watch a movie, I want to be like fully enveloped in like this world that this director is taking me into. And, like, I think that's, like, I've seen two Wes Anderson films now, and, like, like Moonrise Kingdom was the other one. And, like, I, I gave that, I think, like, a two and a half or a three. Um, like, I I appreciated that one, but, like, I still didn't really like it. I actually had a headache after I watched that You had one. a headache. Yeah, just because, like, again, like, the colors are cool. I like how he, like, arranges his his sets and stuff. But, like, um, but uh, this movie especially, it just felt like a live theatrical performance rather than like a movie where I, like I'm like being enveloped into this world. Um, you know, like there would be like cross sections through like this boat that they were on. You didn't like that? No, like those I think are, it's cool. Like, like art- artistically, it's cool, but like I'm like I I want to see that at a live performance, not on like a movie. You know, mm. so that's. 
Because I, I, like I just like I just like being in like this world where like I feel like it's real. I feel like that view so. just like closes you off to so many great movies, though. You know, like there's so many great movies that are filmed in a way that's reminiscent of live theater, like and and. But like I don't, I'll go to a live theater if I want to watch live theater. You know. Yeah. So like I get what you're saying. Like it definitely can close me off, but like it doesn't change the fact that I don't like I don't like it. You Interesting. Know? Okay, but like I can appreciate how like someone like you can appreciate that because like it's yeah. I just I see the artistic Anderson, effect behind it, but I don't I don't like that in a movie. In in Wes Anderson films, even bad ones like this, I am still like completely captivated by the world, the world building, and the color palettes, like you said, um, and the design of of the worlds. Like they just take me away and completely like I'm completely in it. And this movie. I can say the same thing. I was still like completely like in this world when I was watching it and I was captivated by the setting and by the like miniature shots and by the cross sections of like the ship and all the quirky like um like weird like stop motion uh special effects and yeah or practical effects and and the uh I I a, a great deal of the dialogue um, but I think that stuff that I normally love about Wes Anderson movies was heavily dragged down by the, the plot and the plot was just the worst part of this movie. Did we read a synopsis yet? No, dude. Okay. Let's, I'll, I'll do that. Um, go for it. Sorry. Let me pull it up real quick. The life, uh, uh, Okay. Renowned oceanographer Steve Zissau has sworn vengeance upon the rare shark that devoured a member of his crew. In addition to his regular team, he is joined on his boat by Ned, a man who believes Zissou to be his father, and Jane, a journalist pregnant by a married man. They travel the sea all too often running into pirates, and perhaps more traumatically, various figures from Zissou's past, including his estranged wife, Eleanor. So... Yeah, this movie's got, like, a lot of family drama going on. And Tons. It's, yeah, like, this movie is basically about a man kind of navigating, like, a man who's really had a, uh, a tough family situation, kind of navigating his family drama and the dynamic. Kind of by his own doing, it seems like. Yeah, like, he's he, just, he kind of ruined is, it, and he's kind of... He does kinda, not have a good character. Yeah, and this is uh, Bill Murray, who's playing the, yeah. the main guy. Steve Steve. Zissou. And he's kind of like this really famous dude, but he he's kind of a jerk, and he uh, yeah doesn't really treat anyone with respect necessarily. No. Um. And he finds his son, who well somebody claims to be his son. I guess we never really find out if he actually is his son. Wow. But uh, yeah, that's Owen Wilson who plays his son. Oh, I'm a. <laughs> and he he kind of just uses his son, and he kind of just feels wow. like a. A jerk the whole movie bill murray and i really couldn't ever get behind him and they spent so much time trying to make you like bill murray but you never really can in my opinion is he trying to make i don't think wes is trying to make you like bill murray do you think well, he was a trying to make you like that scenes okay but i don't know that's, that's i was kind of like i don't know how anyone can like his character at the end of this movie yeah he's just kind of a, like, during the movie not very redeemable no, guy no um he's just a bitter old man but yeah like i I'm on the I'm torn of whether or not I would recommend someone watching this because I, I feel like definitely would I feel not. like Don't if I recommended it to the right person, they might actually really love this movie. I feel like this movie well, is based one on where the ratings. There's a lot, a lot of people, people love like it and movie. a lot of people hate it. Yeah. Like I think it really depends on the kind of movies you like. Like if if you can appreciate weird like eccentric, uh, this almost goes into artistic, like art house territory, right? If you like that sort of stuff, go go <laughs> give it a watch. But like, and I think I I like art house movies a lot more than you do oh 100 you do and yeah. this movie isn't quite that but it goes it kind of tiptoes into that territory yeah yeah so, like i just i can't yeah i can't get into it so it's it's very uh non it's it's uh kind of a oh man what am i trying to say it's not very typical it's uh very man i'm just lost for words here uh it's a very unconventional movie. It doesn't follow most of cinema's rules of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people really appreciate it for that. For me, it, I just 
really hated every person in this movie except for Owen Wilson and Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And I don't know. It's out of Wes Anderson's work. I would not recommend this over Grand Budapest, Moonrise, or Fantastic mm-hmm, Mr. Fox. Mm-hmm. I can. We could do a whole podcast where I talk for days and days about all of the things I love about Grand Budapest Hotel, mm-hmm. which some at first might see as a very similar movie to The Life Aquatic, but um, I just think that Grand Budapest does the um, does that whole artistic style so much better. Yeah. And it's more compelling because you actually fall in love with the characters, whereas in this movie you just kind of resent them. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, so those those are my thoughts. Yeah, I honestly don't have much more to say about this movie. Um, I, Yeah, so I, I'm not going to say like I'm not a Wes Anderson fan because I still, out of the four movies I've seen by him, three I, I love. So. Yeah. Um, but The Life Aquatic uh, didn't click with me as much as it as other works did. No, definitely not. I still need to see a couple more, uh, like Rushmore. I need to see... There. He, he has some other movies that... And he's coming out with a new one, The, the French Dispatch. That's coming up soon. Um, I'm actually really looking forward. There's a couple of movies that are coming out soon that I really want to see. The French Dispatch by Wes Anderson being one of them. I've, everyone and their dog is in that movie. And their uh, dog. I mean, the yeah. Uh, let's see. Interesting thing. The letterboxed um, page for the French Dispatch. Yeah, Bill Murray, Benicio del Toro. Uh, who else is in? Owen Wilson, Timothy Chalamet. Um, Edward Norton, Willem Dafoe, of course, Edward Norton, Sir Sir Ronan, Christoph Waltz, Christoph Waltz. He's yeah, he's no in this. way. Um, lots of people in this movie. When's yeah. it? When's it coming out? It's coming out this year, probably okay. around Christmas time. Oh okay. yeah, I think I think I saw somewhere it was December tenth. Interesting, but I could be wrong about that. That's well, what I thought it was. I uh, yeah, <clears throat> that's that's one of the movies I'm most hyped for. Uh, I think COVID kind of pushed back a lot of movie releases, but now oh, yeah. kind of towards the end of 2021, lots are coming. Theaters out now. are open again, and mm-hmm. uh, lots of movies are coming out. Dune is another one that yeah, I'm extremely yeah. hyped I for. I want to go see that. What is a uh, yeah, yeah, another another one of T- Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, there's um, a there's a new uh, <clears throat> film with uh, I think Adam Adam Driver and Matt Damon. It's called uh, what's it called? The final duel? Final? I put it on my watch list. Let me. The final duel. Let me. It's like uh, or the last duel. It's like Ridley uh, Scott is directing it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It. That's... I'm. I want to see this movie. I watched the Let's trailer. Let's read the synopsis. Um, King Charles the what's is that six? Six. Yeah, yep. King Charles the sixth declares that knight Jean de Calorger settle his dispute with his squire by challenging him to a duel a true story of a woman who defied a nation and made history a a movie about a duel directed by ridley scott so it's got it's jody like comer matt yeah medieval matt damon adam driver ben affleck yeah i i'm i really want to see this movie i'm going to add that to my watch list right now yeah what's it called uh the last duel interesting okay i don't know if it's out already uh, maybe it's in theaters because there's pe- there's ratings on oh uh, yeah maybe <laughs> but there's not that many ratings on letterbox so it must it must have been like a pre-screening or something yeah that's all that's the same with dune dune yeah. dune is has been released in right over in almost Europe. like most most of the world right except for america and canada it's coming out uh, october 22nd i'm right. extremely hyped i I think both of my parents have read the book Dune, and I kind of grew up. I didn't read the book, but I really um, like. I understand what it's about, and I think I have zero and I think my grandparents also. So you you don't have any relationship with nothing. The source absolutely material. nothing. Okay, no. but no, I'm excited for it. A lot. I think most of my had family, a lot of hate. except for me, has all read Dune and seen various film adaptations of it in the past. Cool. There's a version of this movie that came out in like either the late 70s or mid 80s. I cool. can't remember, but um, this is a reboot of that film from yeah. the 80s. And they're doing, I think it's a two-parter. 
Uh, this is like one of the biggest things that's coming out. And from the reviews of people who have seen it it's got in Europe, amazing people reviews are loving so it, saying that it's yeah. incredibly ambitious and huge in scope and yep. everything's just big. And I think it's got an average of 4.2 on Letterboxd already. So Yeah, 4.1. 4. 4.1. 4. There that's, you go. That's really good. I think, I think the highest rated movie on Letterboxd has a 4.6. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Um, I'm trying, what other movies are... Oh, oh yeah, I also... No no Time to Die is came out today, actually. Oh. No, uh, oh. Today is the premiere of No Time to Die, uh, the new James Bond movie, New 007. What's your relationship with the James um, Bond movie? So, <laughs> I've seen a lot of movies, and I have not seen a single James Bond movie. Wow. I, I remember my dad showing me the opening scene to Goldeneye. Mm. I think is that the one where he have you seen Goldeneye? I can't recall. Do you ever remember I'm James not a Bond movie Bond where somebody either. like jumps off? There's like a fight on like a dam and somebody like jumps off of a dam. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, well, okay, I think that's Goldeneye if I'm not mistaken. And but I have not seen a single James Bond movie. Um, I want to prepare to see uh, No Time to Die. I'm I'm planning on watching most of the Daniel Craig movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to watch Skyfall, obviously, I've, Casino I think Royale. Seen, I've seen all the Daniel Craig Bond yeah, movies, but okay. I don't think I've seen any of the older ones. I also want to watch Doctor No, which is the very first one that came out mm. uh, in 63, I believe. Oh, that would be interesting. 62, um, here 62, we go. 62, yeah. So, that's the very first James Bond movie. Sean Connery. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I... The, the goat, what? Sean Connery. Uh, doesn't Spectre tie into... I don't know. I don't know the... No Time to Die. That's what somebody said. But I, I don't, don't really want to watch Spectre because I've heard it's like kind of okay. Yeah. I honestly don't... Uh, I honestly really... Don't know the Bond line that well. No? So. But I've seen them. I, I'm very familiar with all, like most of the movies. There's a lot of them. And so I'm yeah. very familiar with them, but I just yeah. haven't watched any yet. Yeah. So I want to watch uh, Casino Royale and Skyfall. Those are the mm-hmm. two that I want to watch just to get ready for what to what I'm going to expect with No Time to Die. I'm mm-hmm. definitely planning on watching it, maybe in theaters, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of a big deal because that that came out today, September 30th. Yeah. Um. And one that I'm personally extremely excited for that's coming out soon is The Muppets Haunted Mansion. Oh, interesting. And I just I love a good Halloween movie. I. Every time September, October, like fall time rolls around, I get really excited because it's time to watch all of the spooky movies, and that I just love those vibes. And I have such a special relationship with with the Muppets movies. Every Christmas, my family would always watch the Muppets Christmas Carol, and so I really have had an appreciation for all of the Muppets movies. And this is the first one in a long time. It's streaming on Disney Plus on interesting. I in October sixth, I think, or eighth, October eighth. I don't know. Um, early October. Uh, it's the first like Muppets movie that feels like a traditional like old school Muppets movie in a very long time. Mm. It's like got a theme. It's got like celebrity um, cameos, which is mm. a very Muppets thing to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm excited for it. I it's probably my most hyped movie besides Dune. Wow. If I'm being honest. Wow. So I'm going to watch that the day it comes out. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Muppets fan. What can I say? What can you say? I, I'm of the opinion that uh, Rainbow Connection is one of the greatest songs ever written. And it's sung by Kermit the Frog. Hmm. Yeah. That's a hot take. I don't know. It, <laughs> probably, <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people would say it's a bad song, but I just <laughs> think I'm in the minority of saying uh, that it's one of the best songs ever written. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are those are some upcoming big ones films to watch out for people films to watch out for yeah there's a lot uh this year's gonna be quite the year I, i'm sure there's more that we missed but you know those are the ones oh, that yeah. are on our radar yep oh what was that uh dicaprio movie that's coming out oh uh don't look up i think it's don't called. look up when, when's that coming out do you know sometime oh i think in december maybe is it this december yeah man yeah. there's a bunch don't look uh let me confirm that here don't look up 2021 yeah, I don't actually have the release date here, but I think I think it might be December. That so would be man. It's gonna be like a DiCaprio comedy. Should be really who, interesting. Oh, okay, who's directing it? Adam McKay. What's he done? The Big Short, Vice, Anchorman, Step Brothers. 
he's that guy okay so should nice. be funny yeah hopefully I, hope I, it's I, feel clean. Like it could, I feel like it could be i just i don't good. i don't know i can yeah comedies can often just like comedies are especially and, nowadays comedies yeah. are really like hit or miss um yeah, yeah. So, we'll I, see. it's rare that i come across a modern comedy that really like mm-hmm. that's like that clean i like and, love yeah yeah and so yeah i guess we'll see with that one um on yeah. to the main event yes sir do you want to introduce our next movie yeah so this movie came out in 1999 um, it is called The Sixth Sense, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Sh- Sh- Shyamalan. 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 Have you never seen any of his other movies? I don't know. He's kind of a famous director, so let's talk a bit about Shyam- Shyamalan because, uh, he's yeah, he's he's controversial. A lot of people. He did the really... last Airbender. Yeah. So oh, okay, we'll talk about that. So, <laughs> you sure a he's of, a good director? <laughs> a lot, I didn't say he was good. I said he was controversial. Sure. Uh, well, you said I, he was. I said yeah, a lot of people really movies. love his movies. Yeah. He has a dedicated, very strong fan base. No, I have not seen any of his other movies. I've seen a couple. Okay, the movies that I've seen by him are Split, The Visit. Oh, I remember Split. Sixth I never Sense, watched it though. The Last Airbender, uh, I started watching After Earth, but I got so bored of it, even just in the first, like, 20 minutes. Um, and Signs is on my watch list, and that's when I expect I'll see you soon. Um, so yeah, Split, I liked. Split was a great movie. Um, The Visit was okay. It's, it's, it's a very 6 out of 10. It's, it's okay. Um, nothing too special, but it's not bad by any means. Um, and The Last Airbender, <clears throat> okay, this is, so you were talking about your least favorite movie of all time. Well, I've never seen The Last Airbender, no, but, but you I'm were sure talking about low. what was your least favorite, uh, Batman, Batman versus, versus Superman. Superman. So yeah. <clears throat> my, my least favorite movie of all time is Avatar The Last Airbender by M. Night Shyamalan. Boom. By far my least favorite movie. Um. I need to watch it. The just, only one that for even comes close is That's My Boy by with uh, Adam Sandler, mm. which I saw this year, and that right. was so offensively horrible. It was a comedy. Surprise. Um, but uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, the reason I hate it so much is because I am such an avid fan of the animated series Avatar The Last Airbender. I've right. watched oh, it yeah, many so times good. over. It's so good. It's, it's yeah. maybe... My favorite, uh, it's, yeah, maybe my favorite television series yeah. ever. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's few TV shows I've watched that I've enjoyed more other than maybe Breaking Bad and Invincible recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, The Last Airbender, man, that's just such a good show. All the characters are so memorable and you just really love all of the characters and the story and the setting. And this movie butchers all of it. Mm-hmm. It's the last airbender can't even like oh it's so bad mm. it they they pronounce the main character's names wrong mm. like it's like they didn't even watch the source it's like Shyamalan right. didn't even watch the series before he made this movie right. they the special it's bizarre, eh? it, it it's so bad it's there's just they they whitewash all of the actors it's it's an like asian setting mm. so all of the all of the like characters are like native uh like indigenous people or Asian characters, mm-hmm. and they just turn them. They're like they're all white actors who oh, sound so incredibly yeah. white. Yeah, and it just it doesn't make any sense yeah. with the story and everything's special effects, and it all looks really cheap and kind of bad. And it's it's there's so much wrong with this movie. Right. The actors are horrendous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I anyways, I probably am talking way too long about the last <laughs> Airbender, but I just I just really need to get it out there that I. Don't watch that movie. It's it's so bad. Or if you just it's need to see a bad movie for kids, I could talk. Watch it. Yeah, well, it it almost has entertainment value on on its own just for how mm. offensively horrible it is, and especially if you you're a fan of the series, um, it might be worth it to watch it just because yeah. you have that much more appreciation for right. its terribleness. So, right. yeah, Shyamalan is someone that I um you know have have a bit of history with his yeah. his material, but. Uh, we watched The Sixth Sense. Great movie. And yeah, this this one is not like Avatar. <laughs> no. Because this movie is good. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, that I'll would read, be the key difference. I'll read the synopsis In the sixth here. sense. Yeah, read the synopsis. Not every gift is a blessing. A psychological thriller about an eight-year-old boy named Cole Sear who believes he can see into the world of the dead. A child psychologist named Malcolm Crow comes to Cole to help him deal with his problem, learning that he really can see the ghosts of dead people. So, um, yeah, again, this was a movie you really wanted to see. Yeah, I was and, uh, really hyped up for I was one. hesitant. Why were you, so why were you hesitant? Well, I, okay, so like you, you said it's a thriller, but it's like kind of horror-ish, but like not really. And I'm like, okay, I don't watch horrors ever. Like I just don't. Mm-hmm. So I think that like as soon as like that word came up, I'm like, ah, I don't really want to see it. Um, but then after I looked into it a bit, it's like, okay, it's not like a horror movie just to be a horror movie. You know, it's like there's this, it seemed like there was like a lot more depth to the movie than just like a pointless horror scary movie um and yeah so i think that's like why i was like convinced that okay i'll I'll give it a try um and uh yeah i do not regret seeing this movie um even though it had some freaky moments it was it was good it was a really great great i feel i feel like you should watch some more like iconic horror movies because i feel like you you just have this perception of the genre that it's all just pointless like cheap scares but there's actually some really great really thoughtful interesting like compelling stories in in the horror genre no i don't necessarily i believe that but like i like i just i don't know i just don't like to fill my head with that stuff yeah that's fair and um but like this well, like this you're glad movie, you watched the sixth sense right yeah but it's not a horror movie right like it, it won't it well, wouldn't think, even say people... it wouldn't even say it is like it's it would call itself a thriller but and horror would be like a subtitle of it i'm googling this is sixth sense a horror movie let's see what google is sick sixth sense a horror movie Sixth Sense, thriller, horror. Right, so it's a, it's a subtitle of it. Thriller horror, yeah. Yeah. So it, it has elements of that genre. Yeah, it has elements of it. It's not a it. full-fledged exactly. movie, but... And, and I think that's why I watched it. Yeah. Um, and the the storyline seems really interesting, right? It's um, And it was interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's a very compelling story. And, and Br- Bruce Willis. I mean, so yeah, this movie features Bruce Willis um, and then... Haley Joel Osment, who um, he's in one of my favorite movies, Secondhand Lions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which Ryan still needs to see, but he's the boy in Secondhand Lions. If anyone is familiar with that, he he's grew also up, written, man. He, he, but his yeah. face kind of looks exactly yeah. the same. He's also in Forrest Gump, which I did not I know don't that. remember him in there. No. I need to see that movie again. So, um, so I think there. With with Shyamalan, there's kind of an era of M Night Shyamalan movies where he made movies like Signs and Sixth Sense, where he was people were saying that he was going to be the next Steven Spielberg. Oh, and interesting! People were really hyping him up and saying that he's like the next great yeah. director of our time. So he was young when he made this movie. <clears throat> that was ninety nine. He was born in nineteen seventy, so he would have been like twenty nine when he made the Sixth Sense. Yeah, so he's a pretty young director. Yeah. yeah. So. That's I, I find it strange that people were like, because that's kind of the fascinating part about um, Shyamalan is is because anytime he makes a good movie now, people are like he's back. Like people are oh, expecting yeah. the return of like the great director who right. made like all these classic like kind of psychological horror movies. Yeah. Um. But he, yeah, he like he just has made so many horrible movies. After Earth. Uh, avatar the last airbender like he's just made a lot of awful movies that Mm -hmm. are just some of the worst movies ever made yeah so he's he's got really dedicated fans and he's got people who just will never watch anything he makes because it's all horrible um so that's kind of the fascinating history behind this movie but Mm. in it like i don't know what what did you appreciate about the sixth son spun like what did i appreciate about like what was it that really like Um, spoke to you in this movie I think it's cool uh, that it it really like I don't know it it focused in on like um, people with uh, like this particular sort of psychological um, 
issue uh and and I, I don't know i just gave like an appreciation for for that and mm. and like a certain like respect to it um, it does kind of speak a lot about mental health it does it does and like yeah it just has like compassion on it you know like it starts yeah. the way this movie starts is quite intense um with the, that the break-in scene right yeah this movie really confuses you at the beginning you're yeah. like what's you're like, going what's, on? what's what real? just happened and it's like um i don't know this movie really hit me in the feels actually yeah like emotionally too. like i was thinking about this movie for like the next two or three days after i watched it just because like it, it is very powerful with the message it sends across I agree. um it goes deep uh, and you really feel for this boy who's having these psychological and and no things. one can really help him is no thing. because he no sees, one he yeah, sees so these he ghosts sees, yeah, and yeah. he's traumatized because he's this little kid and yeah. he's seeing all these horrible ghosts just like trump terrorizing him he's not sleeping right. he, he can't talk to anybody about it right. he just feels so alone and helpless right. which i think kind of mirrors how a lot of people in their struggles with mental health and with mm -hmm. psychological problems they now feel. they feel yeah, alone exactly. they feel like no one can help them no one exactly. understands them and i thought that was a really cool part of yeah. this movie yeah and i think yeah that's why like i i appreciate it so much it's just like yeah no this there's so much depth to this film yeah. um so yeah the the in the opening scene bruce willis he gets shot or I think it's the opening scene. It's yeah, one of the it's one of the opening scenes. But yeah, he gets shot for clients, one, of his, I think. one of his past clients from years and years ago. Like breaks into their house. Yeah. And he's having a mental breakdown and he he shoots Bruce. Yeah. And we and don't his, really know what happens. In the room too, we like. we don't really know what happens to Bruce, but then it says I think six months later and then we're back to Bruce. Uh, yeah. And uh and he's I guess He's uh, just kinda moved on. Counsel yeah, and he's counseling this boy who can see these these ghosts and all of the i mean and they're not ghosts in like the typical form that you think of a ghost they look real like like they're they're humans but they uh they're all wounded all of these all of these people are wounded and uh clearly they're they're dead they're dead and they're very disturbed and, and disturbed they're, they're, and they're, they're, they're some looking of them are kind of horrifying totally and they're looking for answers right these 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 so-called ghosts are are looking for answers and closure it seems like mm. to their to their existence on earth um yeah it's it's very like it makes you think a lot and this it movie does. really it's a really interesting take on like what comes after like because this know? movie is a ghost story yeah and you don't really fully realize that it's a ghost story until the end of the movie mm -hmm. which we're, maybe we're, for me maybe the greatest plot twist i've ever seen in a movie i'm trying to think like great famous plot twist this it, is up there it caught me completely off guard and sometimes i i don't like when a movie relies entirely on its plot twist it's like oh the movie sucks until the plot twist and right. then it's good i'm and like the movie uh, was great all along movie, and then it got it was just like whoa what what six cents nailed the pacing yeah throughout the entire movie yeah. you just like are completely along for the ride i was not bored for a second in this movie no it's me neither the pacing was, <laughs> I was amazing i was on the edge of my seat it's definitely a thriller bruce willis is compelling yeah and and his like therapy sessions with this kid mm -hmm. are also really interesting because initially mm -hmm. he doesn't really he's kind of reluctant to help this kid like yeah because of because of his past experience with this last client who shot him yeah and he's um, also kind of going through stuff with his wife like he right his marriage is in shambles his marriage isn't going so great um, so he's just kind of like a, a grumpy Which we, dude. Which we later figure out why his marriage is in shambles. Yeah. In the plot twist. Exactly. We'll, we'll talk about the plot twist a little yeah. further down. Yeah. But he he's having marital struggles. He's not like he's having all this PTSD with mm -hmm. his uh, with this like murder that basically happened. Well, he, he didn't he end up killing the guy who broke into their house? No. No. What happened there? the that guy he killed he killed himself 
Right. Yeah. He. That's right. Yeah. He. He shot Bruce Willis. It didn't yeah. seem to kill Bruce Willis. Like he. He survived. It yeah. was just a shot to like the side or the chest or something. Yeah. But he. He was fine after that. And and then this guy blew his brains out. Yeah. He had a total in mental, in the bathroom breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. That was a quite a note to a, kick the movie off. Very on. like. It was like whoa, whoa, just hello. like wow. Yeah. Um. And you just felt sorry for that guy. You that's know? right. I did anyways. Just like, no. Yeah. It's like it, it was very like jarring yeah. it really snaps you into the movie yeah. and it, it hooks you yeah and then for i feel like from the opening scene on you're you really just want to know what the heck is going yeah. on yeah yeah um and and this kid let's talk about the child actor what's his yeah. name again his name is Haley joel osment but he plays cole sear in the movie cole sear yeah okay yeah. so he this is i gotta say maybe the best child acting i've ever seen yeah, in a he movie does, he does extremely well he's mm-hmm. so compelling and his emotions yeah. are so like this sense of like terror and aloneness mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. just com- like conveys so mm-hmm. clearly he was committed to his role he like was. i was even looking into like some of the backstory and like uh uh the director uh what's his name again m night m night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. yeah so he was really impressed with uh Haley because he he was like reading the script like over and over and over and like it was just like a, he was a clear like this is the guy compared to all the other kids that uh were auditioning right he's just like wow this guy really wants this role he's been reading the script like so much and like yeah there was no competition it sounded like so yeah no i can understand that he yeah, yeah he he kind of looks like he's on the verge of tears throughout yeah, the whole movie he does yeah he just like I don't know. I rarely see children, especially this young. I don't know how old he was in this movie. I'm gonna. I want to say like ten years old. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, that's probably about he, what he was. Oh. I rarely see child actors give this much emotion. Yeah. In movies. Yeah. Usually, it's hard to kind of get that out of kids. Right. It was so believable. It was so believable. Very, you don't even yeah. like you forget there's that this is a movie for a yeah. little while. Yeah, You're you just do. watching yeah. people struggle right and and it, bruce willis does great in his role yeah. like so good as well i mean what can we say about bruce willis that man you know he just like i mean he he just is a feels like a compassionate guy you well know? he you you see the like inner struggle you see the yeah. war inside of himself yeah he he doesn't really want to fully help this kid who clearly is going through a lot of issues and yeah. bruce willis himself he doesn't really believe that this kid is seeing ghosts right and he's just like oh man i don't do i really have the mental right. like energy for this like right he doesn't really want to he just kind of like gives this kid some homework and like right pieces out and just doesn't know how to help he him. doesn't know how to help him and, and, he, and he's pretty much thinking about just giving up on this kid and not helping him anymore he's kind of just like drained emotionally right. mentally like you just see that in his performance yeah. um bruce willis just really makes you he sells you on the idea of this guy who's just been through the ringer, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's then slowly throughout the movie he comes around, things start to happen. Yeah. He learns, understands this kid a lot better, and then yeah. he really ends up having a strong desire to help him. Uh, and it, that's such a cool relationship to see the relationship between uh, Bruce Willis and this kid mm-hmm. in the movie. Uh, it's really compelling i right. i really love that and then the kid's mom uh played by tony colette uh she plays lynn <laughs> sear and uh she also does really well as like you know she's i guess a single mom right and just like struggling along trying to pay the bills and support her son right um and you know her son's having these issues that she can't really help with um yeah so yeah you you just feel yeah a lot of you feel sorry for these people and um yeah yeah it's i don't know i feel like i've covered a lot of what i uh feel yeah. about the performances yeah. right like okay. there's not that many actors in this movie no it's no. really just it's, a couple of it's people. those three people that are central which is kind of cool it doesn't really it's a very close a very personal story yeah um and you really you get really connected and you really understand the few people that are in this movie the mom right bruce willis and this kid yeah so like the first time that like the like the kid meets bruce bruce is like sitting on the couch and and uh cole walks into the house 
uh, and he he's kind of put off, like he's just kind of standing there, like in shock. Um, and and I, yeah, I guess you know you're just thinking in the moment, like okay, he just has a hard time with counselors and such, and mm. hasn't had help from them before, or whatever. And the kid. I, you know, and Bruce is really nice to him, and then the kid eventually says something along the lines of like, "You're you're different than the others. You're different than the rest," um, and you're just thinking like, "Okay, he's like different than the other counselors and someone that relates more to this to Cole, the kid." And um, so, sort of through the whole movie, you're sort of being dropped these hints along the line that, that like you know, you wouldn't pick up on until, like, the end plot twist. Right. Um, and I actually, amazingly, I never had the plot twist spoiled for me. Right, yeah. Or maybe I did, and then I, mean, I forgot. I mean, me neither, because I hadn't really heard of the movie until <laughs> you were like, let's watch this movie. Um, <clears throat> so, but, yeah, so so and then through the, through the whole movie, yeah, like, Bruce is having, uh, or Bruce... Malcolm, I should say, um, he's having issues with, with his marriage and yeah, his wife, um, there's not, there's not really like any dialogue between them No. throughout the movie, but, but you, Bruce is like trying or Malcolm, Malcolm's this film trying does a, a really good job of yeah. giving you hints, but ma- covering those hints. Up, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and in the like end, he, doesn't you, ever he talk couldn't to his have, wife, and you... he couldn't have in the end, right? But you just don't know. But like you, you throughout this movie, you kind of you're like, my, by the end, you're like, man, I could have sworn Bruce Willis right. like had talked to his right. wife at some point, right? And it, and, and then, then you realize like, that he never did. No, he never did. You just you just came he up tried. with that idea in your head. He tried talking to her, but she wouldn't respond. Right. And, things, and right? you re- so we're going full spoilers. Yeah. Uh, the plot plot twist. Um, he was dead all along. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce has been Malcolm. dead all along. He was yeah. dead the entire time. Yeah. He was shot at the opening scene yeah. and he died there. He died there. Whereas we, at the least movie we think, portrays that he's not dead there, but that's, no, that's where he died. The movie insinuates that yeah. he survived. It never yeah. shows him surviving it or no. anything, but it insinuates it that It just says like six he, months later, three months later, and, we, yeah. and we're back to Bruce. He gets shot six yeah. months later, boom, he's still doing his job. Yeah. And you just kind of are left to assume that he survived, survived and went yeah. to the hospital or whatever, yeah. and just got like got over it and moved on with his yeah. life. Yeah. But I think in reality, uh, he he died in that bedroom. Yeah. Well, after it, he shot. did. Yeah. Like yeah. it shows that later on. Like that was where he passed and, on. And that's. I think that's that was so cool. Hence his marriage issue. Like his wife has been depressed because she's been mourning the loss of her husband. And uh, and he's been there watching her, but she can't see him. Yeah, and and uh, that's why this the the marriage struggles are so yeah big and like such a big part of this movie yeah. is because he it's like so you sense sad. this lack of communication, which is yeah. a, a struggling point in so many relationships, so many marriages yeah. is just lack of communication, right. and you realize the the reason for the lack of communication is because there literally is no communication yeah. happening. He's dead, and so he thinks that they're like about to file for divorce when in mm-hmm. reality she's just mourning the loss of her husband and he's not realizing that she's yeah. literally alone yeah and then hence why this kid can see him and why this kid has been hinting like you're different than the rest right because like yeah. the rest of these ghosts are terrifying to him but bruce is this compassionate kind uh, counselor to him and they help each other in the end to find answers and and this kid is so smart like he's aware of everything the whole yeah, time the yeah. whole movie um and that's obviously why he can see yeah uh malcolm is because he's a ghost yeah and it's actually like it's a happy ending because like in the end like this kid is no longer scared of any of these ghosts because he realized he, them. he realizes that all they're doing is looking for closure and help on uh yeah, on like I don't know, finishing their like existence or whatever. Do you, yeah, no, I, yeah. And like, it's it's such a like emotionally pulling movie because like it's so sad, but it's like really like hits you in the feels. Totally, like it's so sad, but it's like so like happy at the same time, you know. This yeah yeah. This movie nails emotional tone perfectly. It really does. Yeah. Um. 
yeah man the plot twist i just this is a textbook example of yeah. how you do a plot twist right you do not expect like most you expect this you do not expect no this i've seen way all. too many plot twists where i'm like i predict it yeah at the beginning of the movie yeah and then the whole movie's ruined for me because the whole movie is banking on the plot twist making the movie good yeah and I, right. I that's why i hate movies totally. a lot of the times that rely on plot twists is totally. because then they actually don't care about making right. uh really artistically um right just good film right. they just rely on the plot twist to man to make you be like oh that's why it's a good movie yeah. you know so i'm glad this movie is both incredibly enjoyable and just wonderful and captivating until the end and then the end mm -hmm. just makes it that much better mm -hmm. would, would you agree with that hundred percent yeah yeah it's great no uh, i don't i don't have many things to say bad about this movie if anything i still have to see signs but i'm pretty convinced mm -hmm. that this is Shyamalan's uh best movie mm -hmm. and I, I think most people would say that as well mm -hmm. um it's great mm -hmm. i highly recommend it to anybody yeah yeah i don't know do you have any other any other thoughts no no um I'm good. There, there's. I love. Uh, my. I wrote in my letter, letterbox review. Um, well, there's this one scene in the movie where there's like a play, a school play. And it's like medieval, or it's like King Arthur, right? Yeah. He pulls the sword Something like stone, that. Yeah. And he's. It's. It's cool because the, the main kid, I Cole? Cole. Yeah, Cole. Yeah. He. Um. He. He's kind of like. It's kind of a victory, like triumphant moment for him because yeah. he gets to play the role of King Arthur. And like these kids who were mean to him, like these bullies, are just like peasants in the in the play. Yeah. And so it's kind of a victory moment towards the end of the movie. And there's this one part where one of those bullies says something, and then another kid's like, "Shut up, village idiot." Right. So that was my review. I gave it. <laughs> I, I reviewed it and just wrote, "Shut up, village idiot." Yeah. And I thought that was funny. Funny, funny. I don't know. It was probably funnier at the in the moment when I saw it. No, no, it it was funny. It yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. This movie actually had like moments of humor throughout. Yeah, it was an all sound and emotional. Yeah. But, but yeah, it it is kind of a tearjerker movie. It's so, it's uh, like if you watch this, just prepare yourself for an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, it's and if you yeah like it but is, it's it is kind of a it's kind of scary. Like there's, yeah, there's, there's a couple some scary of moments. moments. Like if you have a vivid imagination like me, like just be be prepared. <laughs> Did you have trouble sleeping or something? A uh, little bit. The yeah. first night, yeah, a little there, bit. Yeah, there's a couple yeah. of ghosts that, like, there's that one scene where it's the middle of the night and he sees someone walking in the yeah. hallway and then he like, gets yeah, chased that was around. The freaky part, yeah. And he, like, goes into his little, like, um, blanket, yeah. like, yeah. fort and then that ghost, like, chases him yeah. in there yeah. and it, like, throws up all over the place. Yeah, that was probably, like, the, the scariest. So there part. are horror esque moments yeah. in this movie. So yeah, if so you're really sensitive to that yeah. stuff, I mean, just go in knowing that. And. Yeah. Honestly, though, like, it's pretty mild, yeah. all things considered. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just me There's, yeah. having watched a lot of horror films. Yeah, but... it's it's, uh, it's a very, like, meaningful movie, though. It like, is. Like, the, the meaning is so much deeper. It's, it's, it's more about, like, psychological troubles and, like, compassion on those people, I find. Yeah. Like, that. that's really the... It's a very sympathetic the movie. Meaning of the it's movie. very... Yeah. yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. I so. gave it four stars when I watched it, but thinking about it after having given yeah. it more time, I think I would bump that up to four and a half. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the same thing no, I did our last I, episode yeah, with the I, Glorious I Bastards. I think now that I've yeah reflected on it, I'd probably rate it higher too. Yeah, I'd actually, I kind of want to see it again. Yeah, um, now that you know, yeah. right? Now that you know like the, the twist at the end. and Yeah, like I wonder how much see it would... how many hints my, there were along the way. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those movies where watching it a second time, you pick up on a lot more totally. throughout the early film you know totally so and i'm amazed that uh like I, I i'm pretty good at picking up on plot twists but this movie really i did not think like i don't know somehow i didn't put two and two together right which is none a good, of us did good job on the yeah movie's good part. job yeah i knew that there was a plot twist but i didn't know what it would be yeah so yeah it was very good very well done um yeah definitely Definitely better than um, Avatar The Last Airbender, I would say. <laughs> and The Life Aquatic. And The Life Aquatic, yeah. So, <laughs> definitely I would recommend um, Six Sense over both of those movies. Yeah. Although, if you're a big Wes Anderson fan, or if you've at least like 
A lot of people like that movie. Uh, yeah, I it's got we, a good we ratings. are in the minority. We are at in least the minority. Yeah, I'm um, in an extreme minority. I think giving it half a star, dude. Yeah. There's you think there's nothing redeemable I'm, about it? No, not even close. Dude, what? I don't know. I I like to reserve half stars for movies that I absolutely hated every second of it, and there well, were moments I, of The Life Aquatic that I enjoyed, I, and I didn't enjoy any of it. Yeah. So. Okay, I still gave it two stars, which is a very yeah. negative review. Yeah. But there are things Not that so. you liked. So. There are things that I yeah. liked about it. Yeah. Things that bumped it up from half a star to yeah. two. Yeah. I liked it four times as much as you. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. That is wild. <laughs> Anyways. Um, it's been good. It's been good. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in with the homeboys. Yeah. Listen to us talk about more movies yeah. at an amateur level. Yeah. But uh, We love it. We love it. We love you guys for listening. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys on our next episode. Peace.